Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we have five ESFPs reacting to memes. Nari, would you like to tell us a bit about you? Hi, my name's Nari. I live in New York City, which is a very SE-DOM city. So um, all you SE-DOMs, come visit. I'll show you around. My job is I'm working in HR. Uh, I've been doing HR for about three years. Before that, I was teaching in a high needs school in um, the Bronx. And before that, I was teaching English in Japan. So that's a fun trip. Um, <laughs> And I got into MBTI through a friend who told me he was an introvert and that blew my mind because I didn't know what that meant. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I also work in HR too. And so Shane? My name is Shane. I am a luxury apartment leasing agent in Beverly Hills, California. And I got into the MBTI from the 16 personalities test. I thought I was an ESTP for a while, but upon further reflection and a lot of professional testing and um, my own continuing education of the functions and everything determined my type solidly as ESFP, which I'm happy to be a part of. Um, as far as Enneagram goes, I'm a three wing two, which isn't the most common, but there are a few ESFPs with that Enneagram type. And um, Hogwarts House, I'm a Slytherin. That's another kind of anomaly. I think most of us are Hufflepuffs or Gryffindors. And um, I guess that's about it. I used to teach science fiction English um, before I was an apartment leasing agent. And before that, I was a professional surfer. So I've lived like some different lives all wrapped up in one. But I'm enjoying it here in the moment and happy to be a part of this panel. Yeah. You must have great balance if you can surf really well. Just stay on that board without falling. Something I, I can't do. So <laughs> I admire that. <laughs> well, thanks. Yes. And so Ikram? Hi, everyone. I'm Ikram. I'm 25 years old. Um, I'm no longer barista, the last video I was. Um, I'm a grant writer now. Um, and I'm an Enneagram 4, self-preservation 4. I'm never sure about my wings. Um, I always go back and forth between three and five. I'm not sure. And what else? Oh, and, I, and I'm a writer as well. So I'm working on a script for a movie. And yeah. <laughs> yes. And Ikram has a YouTube channel now. Skip and Mope. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a kind of a podcast channel to talk about objective personality, which is the system I was typed in. Cool. Awesome. And Marianne? Hey, y'all. I'm Marianna. Um, I am, well, I am still a CPA, but I'm... Enneagram two wing three. I got into Myers-Briggs through actually my work. Um, it helped me see as a CPA in public accounting. <laughs> it's like, oh, it all makes sense. So I don't fit in. Um, and so actually through that, it was back in, I think, 2014 or 15. Um, I It's a lot of just like, I like what Shane said about kind of like continuing education. I feel like everybody in Myers-Briggs should have to do that. But um, I was able to discover a lot about myself um, and really got into training and facilitation. Um, of new hires and onboarding. So kind of more like the HR-ish type role of that. And so now I'm not working in public accounting anymore. I'm still unemployed from COVID, but uh, it's been a really nice break. So um, yeah. Oh, and I'm 30. I think, I don't know if I said I'm 33 um, and I live in Mississippi right now. Awesome. <laughs> and so Sally? Hi, I'm Sally. Uh, I got into Myers-Briggs by taking a test in my school. And at first I didn't think of much of, think much of it, but then I got super obsessed with it. 
And now I can't stop talking about it online. No one in life, real life wants to listen. It's almost the internet where I go meet people who like it. It's just like a dream come true. Yeah, it is legitimately a dream come true. It's also Relatable. a dream come true to be in a room full of ESFPs that I get to yeah. vicariously so live funny. through your amazing energy. Flattery will get we you love everywhere you. <laughs> yeah, cool. And and so, hey, Jeff, is your camera hey. working? Hello, <laughs> Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. What do you want to know? Anything. <laughs> um, born in New Jersey, but I got out of there as soon as I could. And I've lived in Texas for a long time now. I work in, a, in an office for a fast food franchise. And I like to play tennis and uh, watch old TV shows. And yeah, <laughs> college football. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I have a, a lot of different entertainment hobbies. Cool. And my name is Joyce, and I'm a certified MBTI practitioner. And we're here to discuss the topic of memes. Thank you, all you ESFPs, and I guess to myself too, for putting all these memes together. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess let's let's react. So I think that's, first, that's hilarious. <laughs> this is one of the only ones that I like that I found. Oh, me too. This is the only one I like. This is like one of the only ones I really resonated with because back when like I had like this friend group in my in my class, and I'd always be the one making like these dirty jokes and everything, and we just had a massive blast. <laughs> And then as soon as we get out of class, mm -hmm. I'm I'm alone again, and it's just exactly like that photo. <laughs> and it's just it just everything just goes downhill after that. Whenever I like teach uh, trainings, like when I was teaching at my, the firm I worked at, it was so fun and so engaging. Like you know, it was a lot of humor, and like whenever it was all over, I like all, I didn't have like a hangover in the sense of like from drinking or anything, but it was almost like. I had been so wound up that it was like really hard to unwind. And I felt like I looked mm -hmm. like that picture where I'm like kind of sad it's all over, but also I'm like mm -hmm. exhausted. I don't know. It kind of makes me think of that. Like all the fun's over. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, that, that is home. so, so, so true. <laughs> you know, on the, on the um, meme, I like to think that that's how people feel after I leave. And then they're all sad. After <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The life oh, yeah. of the party. <laughs> For oh, me, I have like a little, I'm, I've got a high that kind of like carries over for about half an hour to an hour after I get home. Yeah. And then I crash hard and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's lovely. It's like there's like a rebellion in me at first or I don't really want to unwind. It's like, it's like the TE still going. <laughs> I feel like because it's like this is such a fun high like when you have had a lot of fun and yes. it's like you don't want it to be over but at the same time it's like once you kind of do like 30 minutes to an hour kind of start slowing down that's exactly you, like, you don't realize how tired you were you're actually that's tired exactly. you just didn't, mm -hmm. didn't realize it yeah it's yeah. like when I, when I have those events at night and I come home I can't sleep for like 30 minutes to an hour and all of a sudden bye but it's like during that time I'm talking to myself I'm in like jumping around it's like yeah. well, I'm not the only one I feel like it's like so like where you like you get your source of energy from it's such an extrovert i'm sure that's very true for extroverts yeah it's very true like, for extroverts yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it, plus the type seven enneagram plus extrovert you just equal this name like more <laughs> that's the sally's life right there yes time for the next meme oh this is joy <laughs> oh this is so funny <laughs> Love it. So basically ESFB hitting bullseye with the axe throwing thing. I bet that was like his first try too. <laughs> John. That's awesome. We, we, we miss you, John. 
I know. I wish it was <laughs> here. Yeah, that'd be cool if you like, if, like everyone like from that track could be in here. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Yeah. yeah, we're just like parents showing off our child now. Like <laughs> our child is John. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, like post your child. That is, that is so true. <laughs> um, I do not live up to that stereotype. I am the most uncoordinated SE dom I've ever met. Yeah. So every time oh, everybody's like, oh, SE doms are like great at sports, I'm like, ah, well, actually. <laughs> no. Let me tell you something. Um, actually, <laughs> I was drinking some water last night and I spilt it on myself. So <laughs> where did the stereotype come from? Because that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joyce, whenever I was, we're like, Joyce and I are going to do like an interview and I was actually taking notes, like kind of brainstorming for our call. And it's funny, one of, something I wrote down was axe throwing. So I guess too, I'll, I'm going to take John's side on this one. Um, I went axe throwing, it was like some like end of busy season party for work uh, a while ago. And um, we went, we, people like were drinking while they were throwing axe. I was like, this doesn't feel like a place I want to be drinking, but it was like, I threw it a couple of times and I get really frustrated in sports if I can't do something right away. And so what I did, it was, it, it kind of made me think back to the ESFB panel. We were talking about like, kind of like mimicking somebody or like just body, just in general, like kinesthetics. And um, I watched the guy, he like the guy who worked there, he like showed how to throw it again and just watched exactly his emotions. And I didn't hit a yeah. bullseye immediately. Yeah, I think it's like a hit or miss thing with ESFPs. There no, are some who intended. really, really do it. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. Yeah. And, and where it comes from is like some SE users, they're able to know like when they watch you do it, how to do it themselves. Like my mother, my mother's an ESFP and she can know how to cook something by looking at you do it. She can like tell exactly how, how you're, how you're holding this the spoon or how you're how you're flipping the material like like with the pants and stuff and she she doesn't need any instructions it's more of a learning by looking and doing um yeah but also practice too as an example sorry sally <laughs> so i was gonna be cooking as an example because i'm not very good at sports but i realized like i have asthma and i also have like <laughs> I have um, really bad sight, so that's probably why I wouldn't be able to do the axe throwing thing. But um, when you're talking, when you were talking about um, Mary, when you're talking about looking at somebody else and being able to mimic what they do, I do that all the time actually. Yeah. So I'm able to do that when it comes to dancing, and I'm able to do that when it comes to cooking, and I'm um, actually just jobs in general. Like, if you need to do something quickly, like I can, I can pick up after watching somebody do it for a little bit. Yeah. Do you have a hard yeah. time though explaining it to somebody though? If someone asked you, because I have a hard yeah. time. So I'm like, I just know how to do it, but it's like, cause I watched. Yeah, I just tell them. I just literally grab people and like just do it over and over and over again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I used to train um, other baristas when they were new, and I'm like, okay, so this is how you do. I'm like, it's not, it's not gonna do you any good if I just tell you how to make a latte. You have to like do the latte. I'll show you how. On to the job it. learning, absolutely, huge yeah. fan. And then you have to yeah. do it while it's busy too, because or else you're not gonna be able to be an effective whatever barista if you yeah. if you get scared because of the busyness and all that stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like with my ESTV brother and my ESFP mom, they, they try to teach me by just showing it to me and they expect me to just get it by that. There used to be like this little kid that I knew or I saw on TV <laughs> and like they, they learned um, the, the popping dance. I don't know, like when you are able to pop your joints a certain way. Yeah. And, dance. and I was like, this, this has got to be an SE, SE Dom kid or, or an SE kid who's learning how to like look at a person and then just know how to do it through that. Yeah, I would add that um, because of our lighthearted nature, um, people are more surprised when we hit the bullseye on the first try than 
maybe another SE DOM, like an ESTP like an or a more serious person, yeah. you know, yeah. because mm -hmm. you expect them to do it. And then when we do it, people think it's freak luck until we do it again, you know, because, because yeah. we, we seem as if we don't take things seriously, but we really do. And um, yeah. it's just in a different way. It's hard to explain. Oh, but, yeah. um, no, I know exactly what but, you yeah, mean. That's I find funny. people yeah. underestimate us a lot. Like when you hit yeah. it, it's like, whoa. You could do that. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm not crippled, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't talk trash, you know. So like it's yeah, like an ESTP might talk more trash than ESFP. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so funny. You know, I experienced the same thing with cooking and baking and stuff. They're like, you made this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Nori. For me, Joyce, it doesn't come out across in like sports, but I used to play the violin and if I heard a song once then I could reproduce how it was supposed to sound. Wow. So yeah. I think that's where it kind of Okay, I think I think I'm onto something because you guys know how it's hit or miss and stuff and some doesn't apply. Well, I think that it's, everything every function manifests differently in people. Yes. Um, so you know how, it's like for me, yeah, it doesn't show up in sports, it doesn't show up in dancing, but it's, so I think it, when I play piano, I could I could play songs by ear. So there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, I, know. I love those. Oh, yeah. It's not just body, like like physical body, but I guess, well, playing an instrument is, but no, I've never thought, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I cannot Maybe do that. So. Right, yeah, I never that, like, physical movement of body, it's it's more like auditory reproduction, being able to- Yes, yes. That's so and cool. it's still the senses. And, yeah, yeah, and so the theme is like observational learning and just being able, whether it's cooking, music, auditory, or, or dancing, or whatever your area of sport or just sensory thing is, like there's this type of quick learning sometimes that SE has because it's able to take in the variety and to work with it and to reproduce it and just learn quickly, like a quick learner. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's a really interesting topic. That's really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's so cool to learn all of your talents from this. <laughs> like just <laughs> leaping through the topic. All right, next, to mm -hmm. next, next Mimo Demo. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how I feel. I yeah. actually related to this one as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can get so angry. I'm like, I'm going to open my mouth because this is going to be bad. But then nobody takes me seriously when I'm angry. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah, that is so relatable. I mean, I, yeah. Who? That FI can just get you fired up. Yeah, literally, like, oh my god, that's just so, that's just so true. Because, like, you know, for me, when I have shitty internet, like, <laughs> I'll feel like this freaking fire inside of my heart, and then when I open my mouth, it says cuss words and looking like a little kid. Yeah. Or, from, or, or even worse, when I'm mad about now, mad about a topic, and I feel all this rage, and then I get, and I try typing it out while I try speaking out in real life. And it just looks like a little kid stuttering over themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like that SpongeBob thing. It's so hard to put like effective or like words to like what I want to say. Cause I get so, if I'm really passionate about something like, or something, if I do get annoyed by something, if I'm passionate or if you kind of like cross a line, I feel like the FI in some ways it's like, it's like in conflict with things. I don't want to be mean to somebody because I wouldn't like, I want to, I don't want to say something I don't mean. Yeah. And if someone mm -hmm. keeps pushing me, I'm like, you got to give me a second. But like mm -hmm. inside, it's like I've got I got to calm my fi down because you cross the boundary. But also, I don't want my fi to cross another boundary of mine, which would be being really mean to somebody mm -hmm. and saying something I don't mean. And so then I have like sometimes I have troubles like with boundaries because of that. 
but I just, but it's like, it's all inside you. Then when it comes out, I don't even know how to put right. I don't know. It's just hard to express like my anger sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I I would echo that and say, I definitely have an issue about boundaries sometimes. And, um, it makes me feel better. You know, I'm the same person at work as I am at home and everywhere. And um, it's easy to overshare. And 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 then as far as getting angry, you know, um, someone will wrong me. And then I end up being the one apologizing because of my reaction to it. You know, like unbridled that by just exploding, you know. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. When really I'm thinking, wait, they're the ones who did something bad. Why am I right. the one apologizing? But then I do it. Maybe it's that... Um, Three wing two. And I was just going to ask if, like, you think the two has anything to do with that? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. obviously, two has a lot of can have codependent tendencies. And we talked about flavors of ESFPs on the panel uh, the other mm-hmm. month. And I was just wondering, like, do the sevens and the fours, and I know, Nari, you don't know yours, but, like, do y'all relate to that boundaries? I, I do a little bit. Um, I guess I, I relate to this, this idea that I'm the same person everywhere I go. And maybe that's a little bit yeah. inappropriate. And I kind of like, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, um, I feel like most people have some kind of filter that they show to the world. They're like, yeah. they change up their, they're, they're thinking about how others are perceiving them before yeah. they like, they do things. And I, I think definitely I just, am not the same at work. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, 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 um, I relate I to that 100. Yeah. I if, I, if I'm my full self at work, uh, they would think I was insane. So which they may already anyway, but, um, but at least I keep it at bay a little bit. The, yeah. the downside to that is that I feel like even though there's people I've worked with for a really long time that they don't really know me. Um, oh yeah. Because I don't ever show like my full self at work. Yeah, yeah I can relate to that stuff, too. I think yeah. it, it, I'm either one of those two things where it's like either I'm too scared to be myself, so I'm not myself at all. I have a real like everything shut down, or I'm just like I feel comfortable and I'm too much of myself and I'm like too open and oh, then sure. I'm really vulnerable basically. So it's like. Yeah. And then it really hurts when somebody attacks you, I guess, because it's like, I, I, I feel like I present myself to the world, like, here I am, world, the like, intention it's so pure. And when somebody's mean to me, it's like, yeah. why are you mean to me? I'm, I'm, I'm only ever nice to you, and I'm only ever, like, looking for good vibes. Like, yeah. Then you have, like, be- the best of intentions. I think FI is so intention, it can be, feel so intention-based, really, but my heart was, mm-hmm. like, in all the right places, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to anger, and then expressing your anger, with FI, it's like, oh my gosh, FI, I think hinders me sometimes. Like, mm. I think when I'm really bad blow-ups, I'm like yelling from TE almost, like, you know, you're incompetent or <laughs> But um, from when, when I have, like, when I'm my feelings are hurt, it's like, oh, I'm just like getting choked up and like sad <laughs> more than anything. So then that puppy feeling. Like, no, it's, it's so like funny. my chest well up. You even saying that, I, I relate to that so much. <laughs> it, it's so funny you say that, Ikram, because like when, I think, oh, like, why did somebody do that? I'm like, that's so mean. It's like kicking a puppy. Like, I always feel that. Like, that's that's the reaction. Awesome. Like, yeah. I'm just there, defenseless. Why are you being so mean? <laughs> that happens to me a lot because, like, because I so I have to uh, have a filter around, um, like a cuss word filter, and of course, dirty joke filter around family because it's so judgmental about that stuff. Yeah. Other than that, everywhere I go, I'm just yeah. You can take me or leave me, and usually people leave me, and that's fine. But why do you gotta do it so mean? Usually people leave me. 
it's interesting. There's like this talk about like being able to be your full self and sometimes not being able to. And I wonder if like male ESFPs, like sometimes when they're in an environment where they're not allowed to like kind of be themselves, like as a man, it's it's just harder to kind of be like your full emotional self and have it accepted too. So I guess like with women, it's easier to 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 be your FI self, but for men, it might be harder for some of them, unless unless you're you're so FI that you're like, okay, you know what, I'm just gonna be myself regardless of what people think. You know what? <laughs> but it can be kind of stifling to be a feeler man. Yeah, in a I world think that's definitely that's... true, especially when children are involved, because um, people tend to like assume something sinister about grown men, you know, enjoying spending time around children if it's not your own kids. And so that I've experienced that a lot where there's like the same exact things that I could say or do if a woman did, you know, about kids or around kids or just think it was normal, you know, to say like, oh, that kid, what they did was really cute, you know, but if I say that, then people look at me suspect. Yeah, I remember like having, sorry, this is going to get so dark, but I remember like having feeler guy friends and they told me like how they, they can't be their feeler selves because what would happen is like you get beat up when you're kind of like, like that but it's like not all but I, I realized that it, it might be a thing for some people and I realized that with like it, it yeah there's a double standard and and sometimes like yeah like with children when or like with with vulnerable feelings of any sort when when guys share it it gets a different response than when girls do it unless they have an accepting progressive friend group yeah I, I've, I've seen the same thing that you've seen Joyce with uh feeling men like I, I had a friend who was an ISFP and yeah, he, he straight up told me, he was like, yeah, I basically had to shut down who I was in high school because I, I got beat up like multiple times. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll just yeah. wait until I get to be an adult and be myself. I, I mean, that's where there's this <laughs> the whole problem with that of... is that I did the same thing and then it's really hard to get out of that, you know, because I, I did yeah. I made the conscious choice to become the quiet kid when I was in school because of how I was the quiet kids don't get picked on people even alone. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Yeah. And the problem was people continued to be really lonely because nobody wanted to spend time with me because that knew me because I sort of self-isolated, which is why for yeah. a long time I thought I was an introvert because, you know, I was so like socially awkward and all of the sort of like superficial things about introversion, like I, I related to, but it was, you know, I had to figure out over time that that wasn't my actual preference. That was just the adaptation that I had made to my life circumstances. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like how we ad adapt to survive. Like there's a spectrum of how socially extroverted an ESFP is. Like there's the stereotypically socially extroverted ones, but there's also the, the more introverted side ones. So there's a spectrum of it. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's a really, really good point. Yeah, I, I would just piggyback on the, on the kids thing. Like a lot of people think I'm immature because like I have a seven-year-old and I'll just play with them, like go right into his world. Like he fights with these Beyblades spinning tops and I get into it, man. Like we, we do contests and everything. And well, I won't get into all the personal stuff, but I just take a lot of grief for like, you know, you need to be more of a father and less of a best friend. And, you know, I, hmm. I guess that's a struggle I have that I bet other ESFP males can relate to is like not taking that manly truck guy leadership, you know, role and instead, you know, being more like a little kid myself and just wanting to play and put the real world on the shelf for a little while, you know. I think it's um, great to do that. I love that. Uh, well, I love that. That's yeah. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, 
Yeah, like, like Joyce said, you kind of have to be surrounded about, by people that understand that. I relate the most to the part the chain said about easily going into the child's world because I, I feel like I've always done that. And it's the thing that yeah. the people who don't do that uh, probably find the most strange about me or, you know, have seemed to think that, uh, you know, there's something like sinister or weird about that. And to me, it's just like, yeah. it's just so easy to do because to me, it's like the purest thing. Kids don't care about all of these other things that make adults jaded. They just want to, you know, have fun and enjoy what they enjoy. So they're like more relatable than most of the adults mm -hmm. that I encounter. So it's easily easy for me to, yeah. to like you said, just go into yeah. that world and relate. FI causes this childlike quality in people and appreciating that youthfulness. And I guess we covered it really well. Anyone else want to add to the meme before we move on? I said, let's do the next one. Yeah, let's go to the next one. I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So this is one of those memes you know that I what? don't really know. So much drinking memes. And I was like, why Why are ESFPs the alcoholics of the MBTI? Oh my God, right? Like, yeah. I don't relate to that one as much. I'll, I'll say that um, I haven't drank for almost two years now. Um, I just wanted to stop just, you know, it was an accident first. And then it just a week led to a month. And now it's been a year and 10 months. And as healthy and great as it, it all is, I have to say my social life just has taken a complete hit. Like I've gone out with friends maybe two or three times in that whole time span. The the whole dating life has just gone, you know, I set things up and then when it comes time to do it, I'm just flaking. Whereas if I was partying, I'd be like, yeah, come over. Let's, you know, I'd be like every night, you know, all nighters, work the next day, another all nighter. And now it's like, it's so boring, you know, but I have more money. I, I'm never late for work. I always feel good. My workouts are good. I'm at my high school weight. I'm like great in every way, but socially it sucks. It, it's like my quarantine started back then, you know? Ooh, yeah. So, oh, wow. yeah. Good for you though. Yeah. Well, That's I guess kind of good for me, but <laughs> I, I, I wonder, you know, no one likes to clear. Just for me, I'm not stereotypes, but I feel like I drank enough for you last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, though, like, so I can't legally drink yet, so I can't say whether or not I definitely uh, relate to the meme, but I do I do relate to uh, wanting to hang out with friends. I don't want a dry social life. When I do get out there, I want to have, like, I want to hang out with my friends a lot. But you know, I can't think yet. I might if you said come over and have a bucket of pepper, I could really eat. <laughs> I didn't hear the beginning of what Shane said, but uh, he did say something about how he's always on time and I, I said uh, and it made me think uh, I you know, I've been at the job that I'm at now for more than fifteen years and the total number of days that I've been actually on time technically when I'm supposed to be there is probably like, you know, eighteen or twenty days. That's just a rough estimate. <laughs> it might be less than that. I don't really remember, but I'm, I relate I'm, to that hardcore. I relate to everything pretty much ever. So, <laughs> so funny. I think our orientation to time is just really different, like than I'm, well, at least SJs. But yeah, yeah. yeah but I think my mom. I'm suspecting that my my maybe one of my parents was an SJ. Well, they taught me just to get to get there like earlier than the time you're supposed to Actually. get there. And that ran off on me because I don't wish I also actually show up to the time on events that I care about. Mm -hmm. Events that I don't care about, that's a different story. I might not even show up to those at all. But 
the ones I do care about, I'm like early as hell. Sometimes I'm the only I'm like the only person there first because I'm excited. Like like yeah. this panel, I'm early to this panel. I'm early to like events because yeah. I want to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm HR, so I'm on time every single day. I'm either early or on time. I was late for a flight to Disney World. So if I was late to that, then I can be. Oh late. no! Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a scale, a scale of how. Uh, late and early ESFPs are. I know that the traditional stereotype of the perceiver is late, but as you see, a lot of perceivers come on time as well. But there, <laughs> there are some that are they go with the stereotype, and some that don't. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just like you gotta take a lot of things into account. Like you gotta take it uh, upbringing into account. You gotta take yeah. how much you care about the thing going to into account. Yeah, and also you can you can um get better at it by putting it into your fi because like for me it was yeah. it was so it was so bad really bad when i was like younger to the point where i was like showing up to things like hours <laughs> what the heck's your problem and so finally i was like hey i'm gonna be i'm gonna be better at this and then i started showing up pretty early and then you know what ended up happening is that People got so used to me being late that I would wait. I'd be the one waiting for them for like half an hour. <laughs> I just assumed that I was going to be late. But anyway, yes, you can get really, you can get a lot better at it. Yeah, I always yeah. tell people that not all SPs are messy slobs who are late to everything. I am, however. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw yeah. this meme today, and it really was good. This meme said it was like, have you ever been running so late for something that you just take your time getting ready? And I busted out laughing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Like, you just take your time. You're like, whatever. Yeah. You, know, you got to be fashionably late. Like at least when you show yeah. up, look good. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. so late already. Just yeah. take your time getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am with work. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm so late where like I'm just getting in the bathtub, you know, with the time <laughs> to be there, then I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to relax for a few minutes. Cause really you're already late. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not imagining late. you having like, a, you know, a Cleopatra milk bath, like as soon as you're supposed to be in the, with like pedals in the bathtub and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> like know a situation? Yeah. yeah, not quite. I haven't, I haven't done, uh, you know, I haven't done like a, a fix a bubble bath or anything on a work day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Ikram, I like what you said about like pairing that with FI. I think that that's one of the reasons why I don't like to be late and I'm actually sometimes early is because I hate waiting on people. So mm -hmm. if I'm there and I'm waiting, I'm like, why are people being so inconsiderate? So I want to make sure that I'm not doing that myself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned that there's like two camps of ESFPs. So there's the one ESFP camp that is late to a lot of things. Like I had an ESFP friend when we went to events, like we'd be so, so late that she'd do things slowly because she'd take her time getting up, like getting ready and looking pretty because we're already late. So might as well just be very pretty and then be able to. Yeah. <laughs> at least look good if you're gonna be late. Yeah. 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 So that's one camp of ESFPs. The other, the other camp of ESFPs is my mom. And so my mom is actually like sometimes like hyper early to things. It's almost like my ESFP mom will try to get us earlier ready because she knows that it's very easy to get late when if you're not like paying attention. And, yeah. and so like there's there's two camps of ESFPs, ones that are late and ones that aren't. But if they're able to integrate into their FI, then they can be on time. I get there early because I don't want to miss out on the event. <laughs> Now I miss out on the beginning half or whatever, and then I'll be like, no, I'm like, I'm late, and I missed out on half of the thing. So I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, I, I don't, I gotta wait for people, then wait, have people wait on me and do a bunch of cool stuff, and then I didn't even get to see any of it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's your FOMO. You're, you're, you have a FOMO and it causes you to be there I on time. I think FOMO, so I'll be on town to places. Yeah, that's, a good, that's another good hack. Yeah. yeah, F stands yes. for FOMO. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work when you're at the fun, right? <laughs> if it's for work, it's not fun. Yeah, so that's why I, I don't really, exactly. I can't really gain enough FOMO for that. No. There's no FOMO to be had at yeah. like, speaking, yeah, so. of, speaking of work and not being late, I'm going to stay with the video, but I have a 2.30 appointment, so I'm going to try to keep going and have my fun and play at the same time. All right, so right. Um, I'm not leaving, but you're going to see my background change a little bit. For right? sure. If you see yeah. a customer, you got to introduce him to MBTI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something we learn in the official MBTI is perceivers like to work and play at the same time. So, like, perceivers are awesome at integrating play with work, and that's like what they're known for. Yeah. yeah. I was always, I always had uh, work first and then play shoved down my throat as a little <laughs> child. But I think it doesn't work like that. You can do it both. Yeah. Or you can do one before the other. You can do it however you want. In your own person. Yeah. And yeah. Have the worst people uh, that are, that are familiar with typology that, that what my job is. If I describe my actual job duties of what I'm supposed to do, they they tell me it's like a really SJ job or ISTJ job. And I say, well, the thing is, is when I talk about like what I actually enjoy doing during the day, the fact that I never know who's going to come in the office. I'm going to have to talk to who's going to call on the phone. Like I'm presented with so much variety in terms of what I actually have to do in a particular day. That's the fun part for me. Like the opposite of what the ISTJ would be like all these interruptions. I just want to do my job steadily and do the same thing, the routine every day. And I'm like, if it was like that, I wouldn't have been able to stay there. <laughs> but the fact that it's like from day to day, I don't know what's going to happen. That's why I can continue to go back there and not uh, be like, oh, this is driving me crazy. Oh, so you, you like the unexpected elements to your work. That kind of yeah, like, because, yeah. like I, I enjoy, you know, entertaining people. That's like my number one thing, a chance to Im- Im- improv, you know, to, to whatever is thrown at me. And so like there were times where I had a former coworker that was an ICJ that she was the one who was supposed to be the primary phone answerer, but she would, she would do it, but she was annoyed by that. It was like she had other things to do and she really didn't want to talk on the phone. So there were times in which basically she would just basically beg me to pick up the phone and talk to whoever it was. And sometimes I just made a game out of it because it was like I knew it was something that wasn't really important. You know, it was somebody that was just trying to sell something or something, you know, just whatever like that. Then I would just get on the phone and that's an opportunity to like basically be a character and just, you know, enjoy myself, say whatever. You know, obviously not anything that's going to actually get the company in trouble, but just, you know, something that, uh, <laughs> something that you know, I and I would change my name frequently. You know, I'd be like, uh, this is Rodrigo, man. You, you know, things like that. You know. <laughs> That's amazing. That's hilarious. That you, you look chaos monkey, Jeff. And and so any last um, words before we move to the next meme? Just that I wonder if this is going to be an ESFP panel habit where somebody's talking and driving. I know. Jennifer oh, John right now. Yeah. Oh, like, SPLEADS can do that. Literally, there has to be at least one person driving in this panel. I guess it's proof that I'm an SPLEADS. 
Yes. Oh, I can <laughs> tell. Like a and be like, you know what? I'm going to do some exercises well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wipe out a few times. I'm going to do some yoga while we're having this. Yeah, yeah I, I did that a few weeks ago. I virtually participated in a convention at the same time I was doing my home dumbbell workout. So. <laughs> You multitasker SP. Next meme. Please don't talk to me. I have no self control and will talk to you for two hours and I'll get and get no work done. I think that's an important part of a job. If I'm gonna have a job of sitting on a computer, like I better have people talking to me because <laughs> that's just gonna be like or I, or on the computer. I'll be I'll, I better have access to uh, social media or something. I can't just sit the entire day and not. Like, just have that kind of thing happen. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that on the previous uh, time, thinking about the work environment, because I'm like, I, 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 it's sort of a double-edged sword and that I want people to talk to me enough that I stay, like, engaged and not just falling asleep. But then they can't do it where I'm focused on talking to people because then I don't get any work done. So it has to be kind of a balance. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, so I, I used to have an ESFP friend in math class, and if, if she would talk to me during math class, that there would be less work that she would do. <laughs> That's so funny. I think ESFPs can multitask, though. Wouldn't you guys agree to that? Yes. It, it yeah. depends on what it is. I mean, obviously, it can. It's just the people we talk to don't get their work done. So. I felt like I learned better when I was like, talking to my friends about whatever topic we were talking about. And then. I was like, I kind of gave up, uh, gave up about even doing things in the presence of other people. Where I'm like, I just need to be home in my room, lock the door, in total silence, and then I can focus. But I, I don't, I never understood how people could just like, be like, oh, I'm not gonna talk to you right now. I'm gonna write. I'm like, but this is the only time I have like all my friends in the same room. Exactly. I have to do it sometimes, but it's still painful. Like especially people I act, and people that I like talk. There are people exactly that talk around me that I wish would go away, but it's not because I want, don't want to talk. It's because just those particular people are annoying or uninteresting. But <laughs> in, people that I like talking to, then yeah, I have to fight that because you know I'm like, no, I've got to concentrate on whatever this thing is. Yeah. If it's something that I can kind of do in my sleep, but it really is just such an easy task that I can just knock it out while I'm talking to somebody, and that's different. And I, and I look the same way, like music, you know, background. Hey, you guys, my appointment's here. I'm going to have to cut out for about 15 minutes, and then I'll come back. Okay, right. for sure. Enjoy. We'll see you right. then, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I use I use school to just talk to my friends because at home, I obviously, don't have my friends. So I split it up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do jack crap in school and then go home and do it because what else am I going to do? Like, it's either all or nothing for me. I mean, yeah. I can't do it at the same time, but it takes the fun out of, you know, mm -hmm. talking to the person if I happen to work at the same time. Yeah. I just push it off. My <laughs> problem in school was I would say I was going to do it later and then I'd still work. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I found a responsible kind of, oh, sorry. I found a responsible. Oh, no, you're great. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah. I found a responsible kind of workaround sometime in high school where I'm like, okay, so I know that I'm really not going to get a lot of work done in class, but at lunchtime, I'm not going to hang out with my friends. I'll get my work done at lunch so that I can hang out with my friends after school. <laughs> so it yeah, was a good uh, workaround. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It works. Tricking yourself. Yeah, I was going to say that. That meme actually makes me think when I was studying for the CPA exam, I just moved to Dallas mm. and um, a young, you know, working professional. And I only have like one, it's like there's the CPA exam. If people don't, I don't know if they have that can, but it's in the United States, it's certified public accountant.
but um, there's like four sections. It's you know, it's a beast for me personally. It was a beast of an exam, but um, you know, I only had one section pass when I first moved to Dallas. And you get there in this like new fun city, and you're young, and you're living like in a cool area. And I literally had to start taking PTO from work to study. And when I would study, I would go in a corner where I couldn't see anything behind me. I, I felt like I almost taped that on the back of myself. I was like, look, I, I can't even have like any distractions, like the, I guess visual, visual distractions. Yeah. So I'll never, I was like, I, my brain wanted a distraction so bad. I had to like zap it. I was like, no distractions. You're going to look at a corner. I, I'm the exact same way. And I put my phone away. I put on silent. I would text my mom for I did it like eight hours. I would, I would be studying or something. Yeah. I put it away. I was like, mom, if I don't, I'm, I'm alive. I'm, I hate my life. I'm alive. I'm just studying, you know, put it away where I, I it's like you had to deprive yourself. Yeah, that sim that like stimulation. Yeah, I always That's I hard. always in the worst building of our university. Like literally, it's so dark and sad, and that and I only did it because it was so depressing that nobody would want to talk. And I was like, it's not a floor. And then and all the desks had long little like dividers, so you could not see anything. And then I and I went and I did take the the, the corner desk, and I would sit there for an entire day. And just study. I also find it easier to do big blocks. You guys, like I, I always judge. I'm not a. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm not a consistent studier, so I'm like, let's do, like, let's do a ten-hour day. We'll do another ten-hour day tomorrow. Let's yeah. cram. I think they're more likely to do the one to do the thing where it's like they study one hour a day or whatever. But I always found that way harder than just studying for like a big. I don't know. I think they, the idea is that like it's harder to do big time, time uh, blocks of time because you're using a lot of brain power. But I'm like, it's the opposite for me. I find like I'm more immersed and like I'm fully with the information. Exactly. And I more when I do big chunks of time. Obviously, you, know, you have so to do that early because that's where us perceivers like mess up is that we do it before the, the day before the test. You got to do it earlier be than before the test. But <laughs> right. But no. Yeah. But like, I don't want to set aside just one hour every day to study because I'm like, well, that's going to put a damper on my day. Yeah. I'm going to ruin my day. Let's take the whole day and study. Yeah. Literally, I will like my like my like my family tries to like enforce this. Do an hour a day of this. No, because now no. I wake up and I'm like, oh, crap. My day is now worse because I have to do this for an hour. Can I just have a bunch of three days and do it when I want? Just defer it into the future for a weekend or something. Yeah. By the way, I'm still listening to you guys i'm just trying to do my work and play at the same time yeah very esfp and so there's two themes going on here it's either the esfp is unable to concentrate when people are around but so or or if they're a type three esfp they can concentrate because they're a three achiever but the other person is now distracted doing my best all right, I'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay. For sure, we'll see you then. Well, I'll be yeah. listening in the meantime. Yeah. I think Joyce, so um, you and I have a great like occupation when it comes to like work and like the human side of things because we're supposed to connect with employees. So we're supposed yeah, to make I love those it. Having those conversations, so um, mm -hmm. like if if somebody does interrupt me, it's sort of like, oh well, this is work too. Okay, <laughs> I have an excuse. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. In HR, like people would come in my office just to talk to me about like life and like how they felt in their workplace, and I'm like, I just love this. I could talk about this all day, and I get paid yeah. for it, and just like being with people, listening to them. And so yeah, it's a very human oriented job, which feelers might like excel in the oh, yeah. talking to people just about themselves, and it's like a very people oriented. Yes, so much fun.
Like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. why I want to go be an Uber driver, I think, because I get paid to just talk to people and meet all yeah. kinds of cool I've people. I've thought about that. Uh, yeah. That actually that actually gives me, like, a lot of excitement just thinking about it. Just you just meet new people every time. Yeah. Oh, there's, so cool. there's a, yeah, there's a trend here. ESFPs and, like, meeting new people. It seems like the SE likes distractions, and the, including that equals, like, people distractions. If you see the same oh. people all the time, it's really stale. Like, like they sell popcorn, but that still popcorn is your entire life. Yeah, yeah. The SE needs novelty. <laughs> Meeting new people helps, like, get broadens like horizons and perspectives. In the sense, I think SE does really well in that like arena because I think we it's like stimulating, but also just to open up your mind a little bit. I mean, I don't know, just like to I don't know new information. I'm sure it's a perceiving. It's probably the perceiving function at play there. But oh, true. Yeah, interesting. I the entire interaction. On He's the listening. Game. That's why. Yeah. Good on you, Kaden. <laughs> yeah. Also. <laughs> So basically, we got through one fifth of the memes. Yeah. So guys, since we only got through one fifth of the memes, yeah, it's probably gonna be like a few more parters to this. Shout out to John. Sorry you couldn't have come, but then we're making a, a few more parts with you. So stay tuned, John. You're, you're well, gonna join I, back the DSF. Cool. We missed you. I just want to yeah. say that Joyce, just the amazing, uh, I don't know how to word this, but the fact that you have six ESFPs in a room with you in one thing and you're able to have as many like coherent conversations as you do, that that in alone is an accomplishment. So I wanted to congratulate you for being able to, to pull, pull that off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for adding SP content to the world. I'm happy that, you know, you and Ikram get to be like YouTubers who add more ESFP representation. <laughs> you're kind of... You're an influencer, I guess. <laughs> we need more sensing content out on YouTube. One episode out and it's just a hobby. Okay, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure or anything now, Ikram. <laughs> For sure, yeah. So it was lovely having all you ESFPs on. It's been an ESF party. I've been having so much ESF positivity. I'm trying to make the puns. <laughs> <laughs> ESF okay. puns. You guys really helped uh, ESF pump it up during this time. Yeah, thank you for this ESF panel. It has been an ESF pleasure. <laughs> oh, love it. Love one. Yeah. I just love you guys. Like, I've gotten to know you guys personally, too. And after, after that amount of time, like, how can I not adore you guys? Oh, oh my God. I love doing these panels with y'all. I love your content so much. Your content is very helpful for me. So I love to be a part of this and to know all y'all. Me too. I, yeah. I love both this panel and then like our chat on Facebook as well. It's just yeah. full, full of such good vibes. But yeah, I love it. It's so uplifting. Good it makes me feel better. Like every time I interact with y'all, it's just it's like a high. I feel like I know y'all. It's weird. Yeah. Not to stress you out, Ikram, but I kind of feel like I know you. You know. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being my family. Thank you for being my Ohana. <laughs> Thank you for having us on this panel. Oh my god, I love all. I just love looking at these memes. It was so much fun. You add warm fragments to my heart. Oh my god, on this side. We're all gonna do like a little heart thing. Oh man. We should yeah. do a thumbnail. Let's do this. I the thought as a thumbnail. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm having a hard time doing this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm having to hold this up with my other hand, so I can't do a two-handed thing. <laughs>
Maybe that. There you are. Imagine that this is actually hard. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Awesome. And so, great. Thank you for tuning in, audience members. I hope you enjoyed this ESF party. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. See ya. Yeah. Thank you.